On this episode of The Pour Over, the guys catch up over a cup of coffee and talk about coffee filter experiments, milk foaming, and Asian YouTuber beef. It's a good one, y'all. It's poured all over. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a TV show, movie, and more. But most importantly, we chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning. Coffee. This week, Dill and I will be brewing and catching up on our week. Then we'll talk about what we've been pouring over. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, man? What's up? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It's, uh... Uh, we're well into 2021. Oh, yes, we are. Um, life is crazy. Uh, just keeps getting stranger as the days go on. And I think before we, uh, the last time I recorded was like, that was like the week right before the insurrection. So, mm. man. Yeah, dude. You, how's how's I, it going I, with all that? I, I saw someone on, online, I think. I, I forgot what the specific day was. I don't know, like the, like the 6th of January or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but someone's like, oh, yeah, it's like December 40th, 2020 or something like that. To be <laughs> like, 2020 just never ended. Uh, we, we oh, just my gosh. Yeah. Um. So definitely, Um. which I, I know people are like, oh, yeah, 2021. It's going to be so much better. But I'm like, hey, man, it's just it's just the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like, like I get it. The sentiment. But you know, time isn't so. Yeah, a uh, year different. is just a concept. It's just yeah, a it's social just linear, social construct. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but definitely, I I do wish you know twenty twenty one was a little bit better. But I mean, we'll yeah. see. We we, we got to live with hope. You know, you can't just be um, without hope. So I, yeah. I, I believe there's some things to be hopeful for certainly, and you know things could be a lot worse. So. Uh, I think that's that's what we gotta look forward to is thing being things being incrementally better, which sounds mm-hmm. really depressing, but I think it's just a state of things when you finish off twenty twenty like we did. Yep, I agree. But you know, some some things that maybe are a little bit better are always coffee, reliable. Yes, sir. Always there for us. So what what you've been brewing lately? Yeah, speaking of which I'm gonna switch over to the other side of my recording studio here. So give me Ooh. just a second. Yeah, in the studio. Yes. Yeah, we're on the Instagram live, by the way, again. If you follow us on Instagram, pour over underscore show. And uh, yeah, last few times we've been recording, uh, Joe has been brewing coffee live on the show. Um, I will maybe eventually do it too, but I am just not patient <laughs> enough because I just I just brew my coffee before we record, and now now I I, I already drank it, so sorry I'm selfish right. like that. It's but, okay, you, you know, gotta you gotta stay you gotta stay woke these days, you know. Yeah, you can't wait so, around for the the show. Yep. So Joe will be brewing again, you know, get some nice ASMR sound effects, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this time around, I, I'm brewing um, for the Instagram live viewers and for Dilly. I'm brewing on the Chemex, but I actually got a har- mm. um, a Kalita filter in here. Okay. So this, I, I, you know, I got filters. I got filters. You know, I talked about this on the show. I got reloaded. I got yeah. all my gear, but I just wanted to try something new. So we'll see okay. how this works. Uh, experimentation. I like that. What's coffee without a little bit of fun? A little experimentation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I saw on Instagram recently, someone just, um, normally yeah, I would do my pour over V60, whatever, filter paper in there, and, and then that would be on top of some carafe. And I saw on Instagram, someone just 
put the coffee straight in the carafe and just put the water in and then oh, they filtered the that. whole thing through the paper filter after. That's so it was like crazy. kind of reverse, which that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I said I was going to try it. I still haven't done it yet. So that, your experimentation reminded me. So. It's, um, yeah, it is. It is very interesting. Um, I think it's like making me feel like the whole pour over thing is not because you're essentially doing immersion there, you know, and you're just using the filter to filter out the the fines. But um, if it tastes really good, then sure. But then it's like, aren't you just doing like an immersion like method of uh, of brewing? Like you might as well pull out your French press. That's look true. Look for one with like a finer sieve. Um, speaking of which, I, I don't want to get too ahead of this, but um, James Hoffman just posted the video where he did um, immersion versus pour over. Oh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, you should check that out. Um, but it's kind of, I think it kind of relates to what you just said. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think it is good just to mix up the routine every now and then, try out different things, different brew methods, different ways to brew with your existing yes, brew methods. So, yeah, coffee is uh, all about the fun too. And so I'm very interested with this Kalita yeah, filter. We'll see. we'll see. Let me bring you in a little close. Let me bring you a little close, closer. Oh, okay. Here. Intimate brewing. Uh, ooh, ouch. Almost, uh... Oh, no. Too intimate. <laughs> so okay. um, we'll see how this, we'll see how this works. Because the one advantage of the, the Kalita is it has that flat bottom. Mm-hmm. So with the flat bottom, you get, um, you get a little bit more contact time, a little bit more surface area with the beans. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to pre-wet the filter here. Oh, and it, okay. and it opens up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it opens up. I, I was worried the, the Kalita filter was just going to go into the Chemex, but yeah. Surprisingly, it is not. It is, uh, yeah, it looks like a good fit. It's holding itself, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm I'll get to my coffee. Yeah, I'll get to my coffee. Uh, I don't want to waste any time here, but I do have Ooh. the Stumptown Evergreen. Okay, that's that's what I'm brewing today. It's got flavor notes of citrus and caramel. Stumptown is a roaster out of Seattle's. You know they're mm-hmm. kind of one of the OG third waivers. And they're a big name. Kind of you can get their coffee. I think on Amazon you can get it like Whole Foods. You know they're nationwide for sure. Yeah, so I'll be drinking that. I, I've had it uh, a few times this week. It's a it's a new uh, bag that I opened up from. Uh, some of the gifts I got over the holidays. Yeah, so, still uh, working through the, all the blessings. Yes, sir. Yeah, blessings overflow. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll get into the flavor notes that I that I try um, when, okay. I, when when I'm having this cup. So I'll let you know what what I what I taste. Um, but what about you, man? What have you been brewing? Yeah, so for me, you know, trying to really get into the the espresso and milk based drink game. And so I'm still working through my Onyx um, Roaster's Choice box or whatever sampler thing nice. as well. And so recently I started, um, I opened the bag of Onyx Geometry. I think it's one of their blends. I put it on the Instagram uh, video. Oh, yeah. But um, cool. yeah, their taste notes are berries, sweet lemon, Earl Grey, honey, and silky and round. And silky and round, that's interesting, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then for me, though, just because I just kind of you know, I make a latte or whatever, and there's a lot of milk in it, I actually I feel like you do lose uh, the ability to taste the coffee by itself. 
And so for me, I'm like, okay, maybe I should, you know, alternate sometimes and just drink just the straight espresso. Yeah. It, it just mix it up. But I've been really trying to get into the, the milk just because, you know, I, I, like I said last time, I got the nano foamer just oh, to yeah. make microfoam and stuff. So it's, it's been fun. It's been interesting. I think last time I said I was using whole milk, which is super sweet. I was going to ask really good. That. I, I switched to 2% just to try to see what the difference was. And it's like very apparent, I would say. And like, mm. it doesn't foam as well. The flavor is not as sweet. And it's just harder to pour like latte art with. Not that I can pour any latte art anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've I'm going to go back to organic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so. you're, 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 um, you got kind of a, a abstract kind of uh, thing going on. So... Yeah, People just don't understand. It, yeah, they don't understand the complexity of what you're designing. Exactly. Here. Yeah, it's it's some next level latte art stuff. I don't just want to do normal tulips and stuff. Not that I can, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's, it's it looks more like an ink blot, you know, for for the listeners that that don't have the visuals. But yeah, it's kind of like an ink blot in my coffee. And so it's been interesting though. I, I like put it up, and then uh, people message me to to tell me what they see. Um, <laughs> in in the coffee and so yeah. yeah i get all different things you know like jellyfish or like horse or you know, just like random stuff jellyfish that's great that's just yeah, that's yeah. something that you don't usually see and the fact I that know. you can pull that exactly. off is is really putting you in the upper echelon of latte yeah. art throwers you know yeah i might i might be a prodigy i don't know but you could be you really could yeah speaking of uh prodigies um i might be onto something here oh really okay yeah. how's it going how's the brew something. The flow rate is significantly reduced. Oh. I'm hmm. going to flip the camera. I'm going to flip the camera around for you uh, okay, viewers flip, flip. here. Okay. Oh, wow. But the Chemex does not usually settle like this. Um, I'm surprised. And maybe it's my grind size, but I got it on a 20 on the Encore. 20. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's looking like just pretty dripping. good. There's, not, there's no stream. It's just dripping. It's kind of kind of choked. Oh, you should uh, try to lift up the filter a little bit because like yeah. when I brew with the Chemex, sometimes I think there's like a vacuum or, or suction or something and I lift up the paper and then it starts flowing again. So Let me try it that could be quick, similar. Real quick. Maybe. See if it helps. I don't know. It is helping a little bit. Okay. Um, the question is, is this going to taste... Really bad or just bad? Hmm. Hey, man, you gotta have faith. Like it could be, it could be okay. It could be decent. Yeah, I think it could taste decent. Um, just because with immersion and just longer contact time, in my experience, it tastes better than if you mm -hmm. under extract and it just goes super watery. Yeah. So mm. let's let's see. It's it's still it's still flowing. So it's a little bit longer than typical. Okay. Yeah. Hey, looks looks good. Looks, we'll see good. when when you the taste it. Test. Yeah. So, what have your um, kind of what have your uh, ideas have been regarding the nano foamer and what's your overall review? I guess. Mm -hmm. I think it's well. I, I'm no latte art expert, um, despite what we just said. You know, um, <laughs> but. At the same time, I think it, it works really well for, for what it is, you know, a lot better than just the straight whisk kind of wand thing that I've used in the past. Right. Easier to use than just the French press, 
So oh yeah, to to my for my experience so far, like it's it's a good product. I don't regret buying it. And nice. I, I also they designed a um I forgot what it's called like like a milk jug kind of for to pour the latte art in. And the one that they have, you can actually put it on the stove to heat up the milk that way. So you can just put it straight on the stove. Oh, that's dope. Um, so yeah, so while, while I'm like doing my espresso and all that stuff, I'll, I'll have the the milk heating up and then kind of move over. So I'm, I'm getting used to that workflow, which which is pretty mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah, nanofoamer is worth it. I think like if you, especially because I brew espresso on the flare, which is a manual espresso brewer, which means there's no steam wand. Yeah. And so you have to make your milk some other way. Right. And so right. this is a pretty cheap way. So even for like travel or something, I think this would work really well. Mm. Um, it's pretty know, compact, can, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, and does it come with a case? Yeah, it comes with a case. So you can throw it in the bag. Like it's nice. pretty good. Um, if that's like a must have in terms of like milk and stuff for you. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I, I'm sure yeah. you can get better control and all that consistency with an actual steam wand. But mm-hmm. for my experience, I think the nanofoamer does a really good job. And mm. watching other people that actually know what they're doing, um, they can actually make pretty good latte art with it. They actually yeah. have pretty good results. So nice. I think it's definitely worth taking a look at. If you're at home, you know, your budget's constrained or your space yeah. is constrained, whatever, I think it's worth like thinking mm-hmm. about. I could see you kind of creating a nice little like espresso to go kind of pack mm-hmm. with the, the, not espresso, but just any kind of latte drink with the nano foamer, the flare. Um, I mean, even the AeroPress, if you don't want to bring yeah. the the flare, and then maybe throw in like a little, uh, like a like some kind of a pouring cup for your mm-hmm. for your nano foamer, uh, something kind of compact. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So so it's been good, and I'm still just trying to figure it out with different milk and like because I started with organic whole milk, and now I'm just using non organic two percent, and now mm-hmm. next. I'm gonna check out just regular whole milk to see what's like. I think mm-hmm. that there are is is very different. So mm-hmm. taste and able to get the texture and all that stuff. So that that's like a whole other uh, yeah, coffee whole world, other I guess, to to explore and understand. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, foaming devices, I uh, recently had a pickup. I don't know yeah. if I advertised it on the show, mm-hmm. but okay. Um, I got the Nespresso uh, made by Breville um, Pixie. Yeah. And uh, I got it right here. I've been using it so much lately. Um, my my fiance really likes it. So mm. uh, it's definitely, it's definitely um, going to gonna be put to good use in the future. But um, nice. it comes with the Aerochino a 3. Mm. And uh, that's the... I think it's the outgoing model. The new one that's in is the four, and uh, it's it looks completely different. But I'll just show you. I mean, you've already seen it. Oops, excuse me. The Arachino, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's pretty big. I mean, it's like about the size. It's like a little bit bigger than a tumbler. Mm. Um, it uh, has a little whisk on the inside, and it basically is is magnetized. And there's like a motor on the inside that spins the whisk. The whisk is removable, mm. and um, it's it's pretty good. I, I like uh, I like its simplicity. I mean, you're not going to get like really good microphone with it, mm. um, and it doesn't. You do you do have to kind of mix it a little bit for it to incorporate, um, but it tastes really good. And um, 
I've had good results with um, a a creamer that probably has some like you know extra you know extra things in there to help hmm. you know emulsify the the um the cream and stuff but i i've tried it once with a just kind of regular almond or cashew, cashew milk and it didn't work as well oh yeah the almond milk i i went back to try it like after i ran out of the whole milk and just to try before i got other milk yeah it's, it's, it's doesn't doesn't taste good man <laughs> doesn't taste as good yeah yeah it's not the same so Okay, so what are your first impressions or, for, you know, first first thoughts on, on, on your new Nespresso? Um, I would say if you are into espresso and you want something at home that is super convenient, it's basically like a Keurig, mm. um, and, you're, and, you're, and, you, and you can find a good deal for it, I would definitely snag it up. Okay. It doesn't take a lot of space in the kitchen, um, especially the Pixie. It's, um, shorter than the encore even with the hopper mm. off wow. um and it's uh i would say it's probably about i don't know a foot by a, a foot by like four inches like mm. 12 by four footprint so it's, it's it's pretty compact and um it's pretty fast it's reasonably quiet um it's about the same loudness as the the encore but the Arrochino is silent. It's super quiet. Mm, okay. Um, all that being said, it puts it puts out pretty decent drinks. Um, I wouldn't compare it to like a an espresso that you would get from a coffee shop, but it definitely uh, hits the spot. Yeah, I mean, convenience is definitely a selling point, you know. And like you, you yeah. could get the whole setup, pay like thousands of dollars for an espresso machine, all that, but it really just depends on what you're going to use and what mm-hmm. you actually want to spend your time on, right? Yeah. I think James Hoffman says a lot of like espresso is a hobby. It's not just like, okay, I just like espresso drinks. Let me get in an espresso machine. It's right. this whole other thing, which is partially why I don't want to dive too far into the espresso yeah, um, for sure. machines and all that stuff. But like, that's why I'm, I still have my flair. It's more finicky. takes more time than an espresso mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I like it. I think it's a good like balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think the kind of Nespresso line um and really any well, there are, you know, automatic espresso makers too, you know, that are like more enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Uh it's more kind of for the espresso enthusiast who doesn't want to uh kind of put in the work for an espresso like a traditional espresso machine. Uh that I think they work similarly similarly to the Nespresso except it doesn't have the pods, you have to fill it up. You have to mm-hmm. fill your own coffee in it. But, um, I mean, those machines are like thousands of dollars. Um, <laughs> so I think the Nespresso is a good kind of entry point to having like espresso just, you know, available to you. Um, but you're not, you're not wanting to put in that money or put in that work for something like a manual espresso, Yeah, you know, or just something more, more affordable. Yeah. Oh, hey, Emily. What's up? Joining the Instagram live. Oh, we got a we got a real influencer here. What's <laughs> oh, up? Yeah. So, someone with real Make clout. Make us popular. <laughs> Yo, tag us. Hashtag uh, poor over boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Joe's out here brewing coffee. I'm just watching Joe brew coffee because I already drank mine. So I mean, we can get that wait. taste test, that first impressions on, on the new experiment. Mm. 
I've already been drinking it for like 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention, obviously. <laughs> no, um, it's good. Uh, I I think it doesn't have that tang, you know, like mm. with with the Chemex and with the um, the Hario, you, you really get that nice acidity, that like bite, you know, it really brings out some of those sharper flavors and kind of more subtle kind of fruitiness. But with the Kalita and using the Kalita filter on the Chemex, I think it's the same thing. You get you get some more of that boldness, just kind of that mellowed out kind of profile for coffee. So um, I think it worked pretty well. I mean, there were there were no blunders. I mean, nothing really happened where you know the coffee came out of the filter or the filter fell through the Chemex, which has happened before to me. <laughs> um, so you 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 can do it. That's the moral of the story. Mm. You can do it. Try it out. Try out new things. It's 2021. You know, might as well do some experimentation. Stick at home anyways. See how you can make coffee in new new ways. Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to flip over to the other side of my table. And, Dill, why don't you talk about your coffee thoughts? Sure, sure. So, yeah, we've been talking a lot about how we're making coffee at home now. I think especially during the pandemic, like, you know, probably not going to coffee shops too often compared to before. And I actually recently went to a coffee shop for the first time in months. Like, it's been a super long time. And I ordered, mm. you know, my go-to, the Cortado. And nice. I, I got it, and um, I drank it, and I was just like, man. The, while the whole time I was drinking, I was, I was thinking about the drink that I made that morning. Yeah. Thinking that I preferred my drink at home, Ooh. to be honest. and um, You better not reveal and, what place that was. <laughs> no, and, and there's a thing, like... I posted about it in in the Flare Facebook group that that I'm in, and and I think it requires a clarification that, that there's no no hate against like coffee shops or like coffee shop baristas or anything yeah, like that. Sure. It's just it's like it's different, right? It's different yeah. context to enjoy coffee at home. Obviously, I'm just making it for myself. It takes a really long time. Whereas mm-hmm. in the shop, you, you gotta be efficient. And mm-hmm. when I was there, the I felt bad for the, for the guy that was a barista because he was the only one working, and the place was mm. like kind of packed. It was really busy. Okay, I, I felt bad for him. He like he had to manage so much stuff, and so it's pretty amazing on what they can do in the shop, and it's just different for sure. And um, just like related to my coffee glass, when I was drinking it, because um, obviously like it costs a lot more to to for that one drink cost me a lot more <clears> than <throat> all the drinks I make at home. Yeah, and I was like, what, what? What are you paying for when you go to the coffee shop? Mm, right? Yeah, we talked think, about this. Yeah, it's like it's much yeah. more than just the drink, which you know, hopefully the drink's good. Um, uh, yeah, otherwise you might need to find a new shop. Uh, and it is not to say <laughs> my drink was bad; like it, it was decent. Um, but I think I've just so, so yeah, a little rambly. But the other point, like I think me making espresso at home has allowed me to experience more espresso drinks than I would otherwise. Mm. Uh, because they are expensive, kind of like when you go to the shop. Yeah, and so I usually don't get them. And then, are, yeah, yeah. Are are you asking this question? You know, um, what are you paying for at the coffee shop? Is that question have that has that question arose for you because you become more of a experienced espresso drinker now that you're making espresso at home? Yeah, Is, it, it could be. I think. Um, well, in general, I'm like a pretty cheap person like in terms of like i'm just like yeah i'm frugal yeah yeah that's um, fair so in, that's why in general like even when i went to coffee shops i wouldn't get espresso drinks that often because yeah. you know they cost a lot per drink there's nothing so wrong with me, that yeah and so where i'm at home i'm, I'm thinking about it 
And that, that's part of the reason why I'm I'm getting more into it when I'm brewing at home. Just like, oh, mm-hmm. reduce cost and really get more into the hobby anyways. And so right. for me, like, you know, the question I, is, it's not necessarily like a negative thing. But for me, it's like recognizing what value does a coffee shop offer beyond mm. just a drink, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the environment. It's mm-hmm. the it's the meeting place for you and right. other people. Um, you know, it's, it's probably vibe. designed well. Yeah, you know, the vibes. Yeah. So, and I think all those things, maybe for someone that's like frugal like me, like on on paper, I don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. Whereas I enjoyed going to the shop and drinking the coffee there, mm-hmm. um, even though the coffee itself like you know cost more and whatever but like the experience is different so yeah yeah so for me it's yeah. like doing some thinking like hey, well, what am i actually paying for because i'm like oh man this drink like sticker shock or whatever um <laughs> but then i'm like oh there's other yeah. things beyond just what you see like right in front of you right yeah you know your purchase goes into being able to i mean you know this is america you don't you you can loiter really as long as you mm-hmm. want in a coffee shop but um yeah, your, your your purchase goes toward the experience in the coffee shop, the really kind of the real estate being able to be there. And because um, mm-hmm. you feel bad, you know, I mean, why would you go into a coffee shop and just sit down, pull out your whole uh, Mac setup and start working there? <laughs> I've seen people do that. That's true. But, um, yeah, like, I think that's what we long for when we when we want to go to a coffee shop. And I think that's what people are missing so much during this pandemic is, you know, they they might say, oh, yeah, I just want to go get that espresso, get that, you know, just want to have that cappuccino over at Da 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 Coffee Shop. But it's not about the cappuccino. It's really just about that whole experience about mm-hmm. being in a coffee shop. Some people say it makes them more productive. Some people like it as a hangout spot. Some yep. people just like being there on the on their own and just kind of relaxing like it's a pastime. And I think it really is kind of a, a an American kind of millennial pastime is – sitting around in coffee shops and chilling, you know, you know, and yep. my grandparents would probably rather do that at McDonald's. So, mm. um, yeah, I definitely totally resonate with, with what you're saying that there's more than what you're paying for, uh, when you go to a coffee shop to buy a drink. Yep. Yep. So yeah. it's, it's cool. I mean, you know, definitely support your local shops, your local roasters, but also, you know, you gotta be safe in terms of pandemic stuff too. So yeah, yeah for there's sure. a lot of considerations, but yeah, it's just interesting going to shop again after so much time. I've yeah. been used to drinking coffee at home for a pretty long time now. So mm-hmm. same. Yeah. What about you? What have been your coffee thoughts? Yeah, for me, uh this kind of ties in with our discussion in a little bit about the shows we've been watching, but I did watch That's Twenty Twenty. And it got me thinking, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, like, why do we love reaction videos so much? Mm. You know, and um, uh, I feel like there's so many answers for that question. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious, but um, it's think I think it's connected to the idea that we like to live vicariously through people, and just like, um, especially during this pandemic time when we're not able to gather like socially in public mm-hmm. places to be able to be alongside somebody and um, kind of experience something as they're experiencing it. Um, It's like, yeah, it's not something you can have in person. So like reaction videos or even like live kind of let's try videos are are really popular for that reason, that kind of that human connection. Mm. It's like a shared experience 
but not really. I mean, depending on what it is, like mm-hmm. um, you you could be watching because every reaction video is to everything now nowadays, mm-hmm. and so like you you yourself is like you you want to share and you want to react too, and you want to share that with your yeah. friends and different people, and and some people are just more entertaining in their reactions. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that's an interesting thought. Yeah, um, and that just connects with the that's the twenty twenty thing because I love Joe Curie's character on there, <laughs> like. Just thinking about, I, I don't actually, let me take that back. I don't love his character because I don't like those people <laughs> who uh, like do those reaction videos and just profit and make like, you know, millions of dollars a year. Um, but I totally get it. Like I understand like where it comes from. And aside from the quick buck that they make, um, we all long for something like that, you know, mm. to, to be with someone, you know, experiencing something that you might not be privy to experience or you might not be bold enough to, to experience. So, Mm. um, you know, I don't condone the behaviors that some of these people do in their reaction videos, but, um, there's some wholesome ones out there that I, I even, you know, I like travel videos, you know, I like Mm. watching people who go travel and try different foods and go to different countries. So, um, yeah, like I'm definitely someone who likes experiencing that as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got a so something that I didn't really talk about at the start of this show because we got Daniel Liu up in here. So hey, um, he's posing us a question, which he's reading my mind because I was like, man, we should do oh. this Instagram live thing so that people can like ask questions and stuff. Um, but he asks, um, y'all see that Mikey Chen Uncle Roger controversy? And um, I don't know if you know these people, Dill, but I. I know of Uncle Roger, but I I am subscribed to Mikey Mikey Chen, unfortunately. Mm, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> oh, I find there's some some stuff to he, unpack there. He is a little bit interesting. I mean, I feel like he used to be a lot more relatable to me. Like I I really empathize with him and kinda like, you know, he was a little bit more low key. Now he's so big. Like now he's like mm. on he's on like hot ones with Sean Evans. Like he's doing all these different stuff. So like he he's lost it a little bit in my mind, but maybe this is always who he's been. I don't know. Um, anyways, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I don't know about this controversy. Do you know about this controversy? Um, I don't, to be honest, because when, when when Uncle Roger was was blowing up and stuff, like I watched one video and it's like I can't, I can't keep watching this. <laughs> like, I just Wait, don't explain. think it's that funny. Like it's 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 just like a bad accent and and it, i get it it's it's like a parody and stuff yeah but i it's, it's difficult for me to to watch because the accent is bad and like it, it just distracts from the whole thing it's supposed to be like a it's, he's doing a bit like a comedy mm-hmm. thing and like one i just don't think it's like that funny i guess and then also i'm at the same time you got a question mm. is it um is it helpful like yeah. he's really leaning into stereotypes and all that stuff like yeah um with the accent all that stuff i'm talking about like cooking and food and whatever but yeah yeah. uncle roger is as far as i know his um his real name is nigel ing and he is first and foremost a comedian so he's different from mikey chen in that respect mikey chen is more of a vlogger more of kind of a youtube personality who doesn't i mean he does comedic stuff but he's not seen as a comedian and um yeah Daniel's giving us some background information. We're definitely going to have to read back up on this, but um, there was conflict between them because of their 
uh, views about China and things that they they had said. Um, mm. So what I'm seeing on this article is Malaysian-born YouTuber Nigel Ng, a.k.a. Uncle Roger, needs to learn more about the human rights abuses committed by the Chinese gov- government, according to the former collaborator, um, Dano referenced that they did collaborate, uh, Mike Chen, uh, after Ng deleted a video of the both of them in a bid to appease Chinese fans. So mm. I guess the video was called Uncle Roger Disgusted by Ugly Dumplings. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I I mean, I love myself some Asian on Asian beef because um, we don't get a whole lot of that. Like back when um, MC Jin was like beefing with um, somebody I can't remember. Anyways. um, Yeah. This totally missed me. I I totally didn't know this was happening, even though I follow Mike Chen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I feel less and less informed on things that are happening on the internet nowadays but um this doesn't mm. surprise me like it's it's like similar to the whole you know like like mulan backlash and stuff like who are people trying mm-hmm. to appease and all that so i mean it's it's just in that same vein so it kind of makes sense um that kind of came up but i don't know enough about the two uh two youtubers to really yeah. comment i feel like um yeah definitely don't know as much about uncle Roger as much as I know about Mike Chen. I know that Mike Chen was, um, he was, uh, a part and maybe he continues to be a part of that, um, that, uh, kind of marginalized group in China. Um, I'm not sure what Daniel's talking about. Oh, uh, oh. I think he's talking about Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, Yang, Yang. Yeah. Uh, he, he announced he's running for governor of New York or Man. mayor, mayor, my bad. New we York should City just start mayor. talking about like Asian, um, Asian news, Asian tabloids. I don't want to turn into the Fung Bros, though. <laughs> hey, you know, they, they're doing their thing. But they, they're also living their best life because they just get to eat and they get a paid for it. That's true. That's true. We don't even get paid to drink coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Andrew Yang will win. We will see. Maybe we'll have to talk about that next time. Yeah. I mean, I guess that also means he, he's not going to be... In, in the Biden administration in any way. So That's if, true. if he's running for mayor of, of New York, then yeah. Oh, man. Um, coffee fads. Um, Daniel asked about Daniel's coffee just fads. just out here just doling out the questions. Man, uh, check like out the top it. of the show when we release it. Dill's got that new foamer. Um, Dill's always on the Kickstarter stuff, so he's always on the newest coffee fads. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a fad, but I think people are trying to make coffee at home and like either travel or even just at home now. So people are trying to explore those different things. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this thing I've seen on Instagram. It's a pour over brewer, I guess it's called like the origami or something. It yeah, kinda, yeah. It looks as if the Kalita wave filter became, became like a ceramic a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, I've been seeing it a lot on my Instagram and I actually don't know a ton about it. And I wasn't really? sure if you've, seen it i've just seen like um, like half my coffee instagram things are, are like the origami dripper the first time i've seen the origami dripper was probably about a year ago on um karasu kyoto's website the japanese coffee shop mm-hmm. and um i don't think they created it maybe they created it but um they definitely have a lot in stock um so i thought about buying it at one point but i thought it was just too gimmicky like it just mm. looked like um the Kalita filter and um, 
I just didn't know what that would do for the coffee. And I think the filter itself is not shaped like that. I think the filter that you put into it is just kind of a regular basket looking mm. thing. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look at it, but um, yeah, we'll we'll have to maybe see if one of us wants to pick it up or something. Yeah, and to me, I, I just don't know what the benefits are. You know, I think people, when it comes to different pour-over devices, they say the design obviously will affect how the water flows through and all that. Yeah. I'm like, like, will it, though? I um, mean, yeah, seriously, I just put a Kalita filter in a Chemex, and it worked out, you know? Yeah, so it, I'm sure it's it's nice. So I, it's... Because it's not as popular as like the V60 or or the Kalita, I just, it's going to be kind of expensive. I'm like, well, is it worth? Because for now, like I know we, we mentioned it before, it's really easy to get in that coffee rabbit hole and mm-hmm. just buy a lot of stuff. Right, right. And so for me, I'm like, you know, just try to pare it down and not buy as many things. So like, I most likely will, will never buy it. Um, so maybe it's actually fantastic. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I, I'm more um, trying to be more cautious about my purchases even though we just talked about how I bought a bunch of new stuff, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, um, the coffee market is just going to keep growing and the pour over market specifically, you know, it, like five years ago, the question was, are you going to go Kalita or are you going to go Harita? Um, are you going to go Kalita or Hario? And now you just got so many different choices. So um, anyhow, I think I'm ready for the next segment. Dill, you want to move us forward? All right, sure. Sorry, <laughs> we can Daniel. go on for we'll, days with questions. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come back to these. I, I'm, we'll 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 make a note. Got some good questions asking about like water, how how we deal with that. And I think that is like up. I don't know about upcoming, but it's like the next thing that people are getting into. We've talked about third wave water and stuff. Yeah, but you know, the, there's the more time it goes on, the more different variables people will kind of look into. Yeah, I've read about people mixing their own water and stuff like that. So we'll we'll, we'll come back to these topics. We got a lot of things, uh, but for the time Ooh. being, we're moving on um, to, to our next section in the pod, which we are calling the pour over. So you know, this is when we're going to discuss something that we've been really getting into this week. And you know, the dictionary defines pour over as you know, read or study something super carefully. And so for the next segment, we're going to be sharing something that we've been pouring over this week, which is other than coffee. It could be TV, show, movie, book, you know, anything really. And, you know, we might even have a recommendation at the end or mm. or, a, or an anti-recommendation. I don't know. We'll see. We haven't done that yet. But <laughs> um, so we will see. But, Joe, what have you been pouring over? Yeah, like, like I talked about a little bit earlier, I, I did take a recommendation to um, <laughs> talk about Death to 2020, or to watch Death of 2020. And, and, and now I will proceed to talk about Death of 2020. Death to 2020, mm. excuse me. Um, I like Joe Keery and Les- Leslie Jones in it. I think Leslie is super funny. Um, yeah. I didn't recognize Hugh Grant initially. Oh, like, really? He, like, I don't know if it was the haircut or the kind of librarian-looking getup that he had on, but I did not recognize him until I kind of saw the center of his face. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's Hugh Grant. <laughs> and then, like, recognize his accent and all that. Um, also it was kind of like, it wasn't nostalgic. I don't want to say that, but like there were moments that like, um, like I was like, oh man, I forgot about that. Like, and I forgot Mm. that happened. And then like some things that were even kind of funny that happened, like, um, when Rudy Giuliani had that, um, that, uh, 
uh, press conference in front of the Four Seasons like uh, car dealership, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, and it showed it. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like that's so funny and so appropriate. And then he starts like sweating, and his like hair is like coming out the yeah. colors. Um, so I, I chuckled a bit at that, and um, I did like at the very end where they do like the it was like blooper reel or something. And, like, they were given predictions for 2021, like, someone taking a hard-boiled egg and it popping out of their butt or something. <laughs> it just got kind of ridiculous at the end, but I thought that was funny. Um, Black Mirror always does stuff like that. But, um, mm. yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it would be, like, super depressing, but um, it, was, it was actually kind of interesting. But I think it's because we like documentaries or we kind of like these styles of TV. So, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I don't regret my watch. Nice, nice. What, would you recommend it? Um, yeah, I think I would recommend it. If people want to put some distance between 2020 and watching this, they can. But I think it was a pretty interesting watch. I think as we move forward, um, we'll be able to kind of look at what happened as just a really crappy year, but at least have some things to, like, you know, laugh about and be lighthearted about, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Time will tell. I mean, this, you know, in like 20 years, when everything has gone to crap, this will be like a horrible, horrible show. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, yeah, that's about it. I, I give that's, it a, eh. You give it an eh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not not for everyone, so. Yeah, what about you, man? What have you been pouring over? Yeah, this hasn't been like that recent, but it's something I watched during our like podcast hiatus. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's called Ted Lasso. It's a TV show, actually. It's on okay. Apple TV Plus. Um, so you know, everyone's coming out with their own streaming services. Apple has their own too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Ted Lasso. I've just heard a lot of hype about, and just heard a lot of mm. good things about it. And kind of the the premise of the show is that there's. I think he's like a college football coach or something. Okay. And then some like soccer team in England like hires him to come be their coach. So he like totally changes mm. like countries. And the whole thing is, it's, it's a comedy. It's, it's really lighthearted. Oh, okay. And um, is it Jason Sudeikis is, is the main actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's surprisingly just nice to watch like because it's lighthearted it's just easy and it's just funny like his character i think um is the almost annoyingly positive person that's just like always happy and stuff and really peppy and i think especially in 2020 it was like the person we kind of needed i feel like Mm. um so i i would recommend watching the show um i know it's on apple tv plus and i feel like not a lot of normal people have Apple TV Plus, <laughs> but uh, if you if you happen to have a subscription or a way to access that, um, it, it's like funny, lighthearted, it's easy to watch, kind of yeah. you know in in the vein of you just try and watch a few episodes of like The Office or something, you know, yeah. like something yeah, easy, yeah. so you don't have to feel as bad about reality, you know. Yeah, so. I feel you. I, I like. I think I like Jason Sudeikis generally. He kind of reminds me of like um, Ted. Uh, was is his name Ted? Uh, I forgot. He's a guy that was on uh, The Hangover. Um, mm. He was uh, the boss in the office for a little bit. Um, oh, I'm talking about Ed um, Helms. Sorry, yeah, I was like Ted. Andy in the office, but yeah, 
Yeah, Jason Sudeikis kind of reminds me of Ed Helms, but maybe because they're both kind of middle-aged white guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I, I might I might check that out if I ever get Apple TV. Um, but is it over? Is it still going on? Um, yeah, so they did season one, and I think the show itself did a lot better than they were expecting it to. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, it's, it's been picked up for season two at least. I, I know, so that they're going to have another season of it. it yeah. The first season is pretty short. Like, I I want to say it's only like eight episodes or something. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it, it... It did a lot better than they were expecting. So now maybe they'll invest more into it. I don't know, in the second season. But Yeah. Yeah, so season one's done and, and it's out, so... Cool. Nice. And you're you're on the Apple TV, so you, you get to watch a lot of movies and shows that most of us has never heard about. <laughs> I, I'm on <laughs> most it for, of us who are on because Netflix. There's, there's a free you know, free trial. I'm not paying for it. So. <laughs> um but yeah, there's like different things. You know, I for better yeah. or for worse, you know, I'm a big Apple fan. You, you I don't are know, in the however, ecosystem. To, to to label myself, you know, gotta check it out. And Apple, Apple makes a new thing. I got to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, just to, just to rattle off a, a few other shows and movies that I've been watching. Um, I I watched uh, all of season one of True Detective. Mm. Start, started watching a little bit of season two. And uh, I don't know if you've kept up with the the commentary on those two seasons, but season two is, is, is known as being really, really bad. Oh, no. And... Uh, I think that that is true. It is oh. it is really really bad. Are are you gonna watch it still? Or are you just gonna like skip over? <sighs> I don't know. It's like um, it's it's bad to where you you feel bad after you finish watching an episode. <laughs> like there are some cringy, um, really cringy moments, and like the delivery, like the delivery and the writing is surprisingly bad um i i saw something on uh reddit the other day about how bad it is and like hey it's like i'm about to start watching um you know true detective should i get into it like is it really as bad as it seems <laughs> and then somebody was like giving them a line of um like from the show um i'm trying to see if i can find it um but uh, yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it. Definitely season one. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, I don't know if you've you've ever seen mm-hmm. it, but I haven't seen it. It's really good. It's really good. Um, it's a definitely a psychological mm-hmm. kind of take on the detective uh, thing. Um, but uh, but it's really good. I pulled up the line here, and truly, one of the lines from season two is someone saying, "It's like blue balls in your heart." <laughs> what the. F- Oh, this is terrible. It is really bad. Is this it's like the the worst version of like Westworld. I feel like season one's amazing and the other seasons I feel like have been leaving us like wanting to mm-hmm. some to some extent. Oh yeah. So I just had, keep hoping. I've had the same feeling sometimes watching Westworld when they're in um Shogun World that you know I was yeah. having when I was watching <laughs> season two of True Detective. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, maybe maybe it's the same people, you know, HBO. It could be could be yeah i even saw musashi maybe at one point i was like oh oh no um anyways another show that i've been watching is uh the final table with my fiance we really Mm -hmm. like that show it's a cooking show if you're into that but it 
it's really ritzy. Like it's really like glamorous and it has like this high stakes feel to it. It kind of reminds me of like who wants to be a millionaire, but in like with the cooking twist Um, Mm. and everybody on the show is like, like either a Michelin star holder or like really highly regarded restaurant owner. And um, it, I think it is a show for real cooks or people who really like to cook. It's not just like a show where you have celebrities come on and they try food Mm. and like, "Mm, this tastes like, flowers mm, it's, it's like, like us trying to talk about coffee or something <laughs> but it tastes oh no good <laughs> no. <laughs> no i think it's a, it is like a show for real cooks because um you know they have like chefs come on and try um the food that they're cooking and they're all like they go around the world each episode is a different country and they mm. explore um a dish from that country every table has to make their version of that dish and then the people from that country have to try that dish and the judges are either like just celebrities or people who are in the food world and then um at the end of the show the the second half of the show is the people who are kind of on the chopping block they have to make a dish using a like kind of native ingredient from that country and Mm -hmm. um all the judges and this is and the reason why I think it's a it's a cook's show is because all the judges and like the chefs who try like the elimination dish are people I've never heard before. Oh. <laughs> so like they're actually people in the industry that like yeah. these chefs actually like regard. So uh, um it feels like very authentic. It feels like okay. it's not just like for yeah, we're not just bringing in like Emerald Lagasse or some up in here, you know. Right. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely pretty pretty fun, cool show. I mean, something that you could probably watch with someone who's not like really into um series or like dramas mm-hmm. and things things like that. Um Nice. Yeah, and my last recommendation is uh a movie called A Sun. I kinda mm-hmm. talked about this with you and some of our friends, but it's a really good slow burning drama. Kind of reminds me of the movie Burning from I think a couple years ago. With um, in that movie, um, uh, Stephen, the Korean guy from Walking Dead. Um, yeah, Stephen Yuen. Stephen Yuen, yeah, is in, is in that movie Burning, but um, this movie A Son has Taiwanese actors, but it's really good. Um, mm. Definitely. Um, Definitely a slow burn, like I said, but it's really it's a really good show about family dynamics, uh, a character study of a Taiwanese family. It kind of gives you a picture into um, Taiwanese culture. So um, definitely really, really cool watch. Um, and, but but it does burn really slowly. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got, got a lot of different things here. If I, got, I need to step up my game. <laughs> um, I actually haven't been watching that much TV recently, so oh, that's pretty. That's, that's a good it. thing. You've been reading books, been uh, studying no, hard. Not really. I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> to be honest, I just yeah. Better All wake right. up, Dylan. Welcome to the yeah. world of TV shows and this podcast, man. That's true. I, I need to do my job. You gotta put right? in the work, man. Yeah, We're trying to get in the work a million followers. Pod. That's right. Yeah. The 2021 going to be big for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just uh, y'all, y'all, y'all wait and see, poor over fam. 
But yeah, cool. Well, uh, you know, it has some good recommendations, a lot of different things. I think, you know, people are just looking for something to look into for shows and movies and stuff. Uh, but you know, we're running short on time for this week. And so yeah. we're going to end like we always do by asking each other what's making us happy this week. You know, we're sharing one thing that's just giving us energy, good vibes, all that good stuff that we especially need in 2021. So Joe, what's making you happy this week? And uh, yeah. speak carefully because yeah. so- someone's <laughs> in the Instagram live, live, yeah, that are watching. watching. Um, um, uh, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm glad that the vaccine rollout has not been a total disaster. Um, mm. So, um, not to get too personal, my parents got the vaccine, hmm. so um, they just got their first dose today, actually. So. Um, I, I feel a little bit more at ease, um, because, um, I, I, I appreciate that they are vaccinated. That's, that's all mm, <laughs> I'll good. really say, but, um, I hope we all get it very, very soon. Um, I hope that everything that the incoming administration has promised comes to fruition. So I really hope that everyone gets vaccinated who wants to be vaccinated, but, that's what's making me happy this week is at least we're seeing some promise, some progress with that. And that personally I I'm seeing it uh, with my parents and mm. they're older. So I'm really, really glad that they got That's to true. have it. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Very, very good answer. Yeah. What about you, man? What has been giving you those, those good vibes, giving you some good energy, making you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the first thought that comes to mind is, is not what I would expect. Um, but in some ways, I, I want to say Zoom, mm. um, but not necessarily the application itself. But because uh, this past couple of weeks, I've been able to connect with some people that I just don't really see that very that often. Like either just personally or even like this past week, I helped out at this uh, conference that we that we held online. Mm, and cool. the fact that we are able to do that, um, you know, I connect with some people, um, you know, in, in my field that have just been working longer than me. So like be able to talk to them and um, just connect with them in ways that I wouldn't be able to otherwise if it wasn't mm-hmm. through our online stuff and just being encouraged by them. So, I mean, more so was making me happy is, is just like the relationships and connecting with people. Yeah. But recognizing, at least right now, it definitely wouldn't be possible uh, without Zoom and, and the other online stuff. But right. at the same time, you know, feeling like uh, Zoom fatigue also. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that's definitely very real. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's worth it, at least right now, you know. Um, yeah. Like going doing all the video calls and stuff like that, um, just connecting with people. That's good, man. Yeah, it, it just goes back to that human connection. And um, we have Zoom. It's it's here for now. It's mm-hmm. It's kind of what we have to work with to reach out and connect as human beings. So that's right. Kind of meta because that's what we do every mm. two weeks. Mm. Um, but yeah, Dill, it was good catching up with you and fielding uh, a lot of questions from yeah. uh, one of our listeners, Daniel Liu. <laughs> Shout outs to him and Emily for joining us very briefly. And um, Hillary, thanks for joining Ooh. us toward the tail end of the show. So um, yeah, man, uh, it's good talking to you and I'll catch you in a couple. I see ya. Peace. This was a pour over podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pour over underscore show to stay up to date with the pour over gang. 
Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us, and take care. Alrighty. Bye-bye, Instagram. <laughs> Bye.